Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I am joined with a very, very special guest this time around. His name is LaRue Milan. He is a center for your New England Free Jacks and also the Namibian national team. LaRue, how the hell are you? I'm good, thanks, Phil. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to You're be welcome. on. You're welcome. Thank you for being on here so much. Love the uh, mustache, as I was telling you off camera. I think it looks really, really good. I'm glad you're rocking that just like me. 100%. That's where my inspiration comes from, man. There you go. Love to hear it, man. Love to hear it. Uh, keep it going. It looks great. I wanted to ask you, obviously, first of all, we got to address um, the whole injury situation. You know, we were, we were looking to see how you were doing and holding up after your injury that you sustained during the World Cup. Just give us an, you know, a, an update about that. Yeah, um, I mean, World Rugby was great. I got my um, operation basically three hours after injury. Uh, I wow. wasn't even put under. Um, so, yeah, it literally took an hour uh, in and out. And then ever since then, I was in hospital for three days and then I made my way back home. So, yeah, I've been under the care of my loving parents and um, siblings. So, yeah, it's been amazing being back home and reconnecting with them. Uh, so glad that you were able to get that done very quickly. So you had the operation in your hospital, say, was in France uh, there at, at the World Cup, and then you made your way back to South Africa. Is that right? Yeah, 100%. So I'm in Paul right now. Um, it was in Toulouse. And yeah, as I said, they took good care of me. Good, good. Glad to hear that for sure. You know, we had the whole, you know, rugby community worldwide held their breath when you got injured. And, you know, talk about the outpouring of support that you received since that injury. Obviously, we saw the uh, the All Blacks captain, I believe it was, uh, came and visited you in the hospital there. Just kind of talk about all of that outpouring of support you received. Yeah, seriously, I've never in my life um, experienced something like this. Uh, it was ridiculous. For the three days that I was in hospital, I seriously only replied to text messages. And right. um, I mean, it's just such a blessing having so many people reach out. Um, I gained like 2,000 Instagram followers. Uh, wow. So, yeah, it's ridiculous. My account's been reached by like 60,000 people. Incredible. It's just been insane, man. And um, it's just so awesome to have so many loving and caring people around. Um, even people from primary school, people reaching out to my parents, my brother, my sisters. Mm -hmm. It's been ridiculous. So, yeah, just blessed that that's been the case. Yeah, I mean, you might want to look into getting some endorsement deals now that you've got so many new Instagram followers, right? Thank <laughs> you. It's up for the best. Absolutely. If any uh, companies out there want to sponsor LaRue with their products, uh, give them a, a shout out or give a, send them a DM. Um, the hashtag with – go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, the hashtag with you, LaRue, has been used uh, for anyone that wants to send well wishes or words of encouragement to LaRue uh, in his recovery. So if anyone out there watching this wants to send a photo or a video, you can message the show, uh, the Jack Trainer show, and we will get it out on our socials or, you know, directly you can just post it on your socials. Um, there has been some positive news regarding your injury. Tell us about that. It was kind of like a close call there at the beginning, but it turns out that it wasn't as bad as it seemed. Yeah. I mean, when I saw my leg, I honestly, um, I honestly thought uh, it was the worst case scenario. It's, it's very freaky seeing your leg or your ankle shaped in that way. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, post-surgery, the doctor told me it would only be four to six months recovery time, which is right. honestly the best possible scenario from 
what yeah. happened. So yeah, um, just there's so many silver linings to this injury. And I think four to six months is anything I could have hoped for having my ankle in that position. Absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of people just assumed automatically that you would be done for at least a year based on, you know, just the horror uh, of, of the injury. Um, when we saw it, it was just like, oh, I mean, he's, he's going to be done for a while. But I mean, it seems like things are looking up for sure in terms of the diagnosis of, you know, the, the rehabilitation and the road to recovery is not nearly as long. Um, you are teammates, of course, with Ryan Conradi, who's also your Free Jacks teammate and your Namibian teammate. Has he spoken with you since the injury and what did he have to say? Yeah, we've been speaking. Um, he obviously feels very sorry for me, especially in the manner that it's um, happened. Yeah. Uh, but he was so unfortunately picked up a niggle. That's why he didn't play in the last game. Um, mm -hmm. So I think Namibia has been unfortunate with all these injuries. But um, yeah, obviously his support means a lot and we've been in contact and hopefully we'll link up soon. Absolutely. Uh, one of the best players in the forward and you're one of the best players in the backs for the New England Free Jacks. So, so cool that you guys were able to at least play for a little bit there with Namibia at the World Cup. Um, what's the road to rehabilitation look like for you in terms of just getting back to uh, rugby fitness and, and being 100 uh, percent? What is it, it? Does it involve in, entirely? Yeah, so um, I spoke to Mike Bonapane, obviously from the Free Jacks and um, their advice would be to be off foot, to not put pressure on the foot for about eight to 12 weeks, um, okay. just for more support and better support for the ankle. And mm -hmm. then from there, I'm pretty sure I'll probably start jogging. Um, I guess rehab would probably be another two to three months after mm -hmm. that. So it's looking like end of November, I'll be able to walk again. And then rehab would obviously just be uh, start off with some flexibility and some movement with the ankle, just getting some range back and then probably strength after that once I can put pressure on the foot. I mean, I think that's encouraging to hear for Free Jacks fans who are eagerly awaiting, uh, you know, your potential return to the team. Now, uh, in previous years, you know, that seems like that, like late December after Christmas is when most of the folks would be arriving for preseason. Then in January, kind of working their way up. And then obviously February was generally when the uh, the schedule would be in full uh, mode at that point. But I'm hearing that the season might be pushed up a little bit. So we'll just kind of have to see. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll be making the journey over if you continue with the free jacks during the same time frame but we might not see at the beginning of the season but hopefully later on kind of eerily similar to when you broke your hand at the beginning of the preseason last year and it took a while for you to to get going with the team there so very interesting for sure um obviously not how you wanted to end the world cup but uh, what was the experience like prior to the new zealand game how did france do in hosting it and did you have a lot of fun yeah, it was incredible. I mean, it's what every rugby boy dreams of as a child. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, such a big blessing to be participating and representing a country at the national stage. Um, yes. Regarding the World Cup itself, we were treated like royalty. Um, <laughs> everything is timely. Uh, all the transport was ridiculous. Like, just everything is on points and on time um and then regarding the hotels the people really genuinely cared i love the french people as well um our home base was in aix-le-bac which is uh okay. is a town in the french alps and it was absolutely gorgeous the people were nice. seriously welcoming the outflow of support was incredible so yeah overall a lovely experience 
You know, you got some uh, MLR teammates, not only just Wien, but uh, multiple teammates that play in the MLR there on the Namibian side. Who are some guys that aren't on uh, MLR teams right now that you think would be great in the MLR setting or specifically the New England Free Jacks? Like, is there some teammates you're like, man, he would do really, really well uh, with New England? Yeah, um, I think a player like Devon Rousseau, who's got some super rugby experience, he's represented the Lions and the Blue Bulls. Um, I think he'd be a great fit for our team. He plays fullback there. And other players such as Johan Ritsif, who's very versatile, mm -hmm. uh, flanker, lock. Um, yeah, and then I think guys like Adrian Boyson is obviously quite impressive for Dallas. Uh, so, yeah, a few of those players can fit in. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Johan Ritsif, Divan Rousseau, definitely a few names to mention. I mean, when you were mingling with those guys, the uh, internationals for Namibia, did they ask you about MLR? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, we speak about the different types of leagues. Coming from Namibia, we all play for um, leagues all over. Some players play in Romania, some play in Russia. So, True. yeah, a lot of people ask out about the MLR and um, the, what it's like. And obviously, I can only be a good advocate for the MLR because I love it over there. So, Absolutely. Yeah, we speak about it quite often. Very good. I hope to see a lot more in Namibian internationals making their way over to MLR. I think that'd be awesome. I mean, there's quite a few already, but you know, more the merrier, I guess. Uh, uh, let's. I gotta ask you um, about the Haka, right? Like the game obviously didn't end well for you, but that's got to be wild to be watching that just a couple, you know, feet away from that taking place. What was your feeling like? Were you intimidated? Were you fired up? Like, was it a mix of both? What did that feel like? Yeah, fired up, I'd say. I just I couldn't stop licking my lips. <laughs> um, I just didn't want to make eye contact with any one of them. I just tried to look all over, seeing what it's like. But honestly, I just had the jitters. I couldn't stand still, and I was honestly just so fired up to face them. Yeah, man, like that, that is like one of the most famous, if not the most famous, you know, whatever you want to call it, challenge, whatever, in the entire of sports. So... I mean, I could not imagine. It's just, it had to be like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for sure. And, like, man, it, it, unreal. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm so happy for you that you got to experience that. Obviously, it didn't work out how you wanted it to. But, man, that was so – must have been really, really cool. And, you know, we've been wishing you the best of luck. All of our guys that are playing, we got three players on the Free Jacks that are playing in the World Cup right now. We always, you know, wish you guys well and stuff like that. So, uh, let's rewind back, though. I wanted to talk about the success of the Free Jacks for a moment because we are MLR champions, for those that may not know that are watching this. I'm sure everybody does. But um, let's rewind back to the MLR final in Chicago. Walk me through that game-winning try that will live on forever in the history of the Free Jacks. Like, take me step by step. Oh, man, I mean, obviously <laughs> we were just pushing and pushing and pushing and yeah. – I guess I'll always see rugby as a team sport. So I yep. think it was a great, great team effort, obviously. Um, yes. I just found myself in the right place at the right time. I mean, mm -hmm. the pass from Johnny Poland uh, was a good one and it beat the opponent. So, I mean, once I had it in my hands and saw Nonu shoot up, um, I knew there was going to be a gap. So, yeah, I mean, just put my head down and went straight for the try line. <laughs> and obviously after that, I was just so stoked. I mean, oh, obviously... Man. Uh, this is the lead and there's not a lot of time left so it was just more relief but also obviously it was such a great feeling 
I believe Ranger John had a premonition that you would be scoring the game-winning try. Like that's pretty that's pretty good right there. Like he might have the shining or something like that, some sort of supernatural ability to predict the future. But you know, looking back on it all, like when it happened, you're almost numb to the possibility that we won. So it took a while for me to kind of like just you know decompress and kind of like just go through everything that took place. And when I think about it, LaRue, I have to say you're like one of the best players that we have. I mean, obviously, like, you know, I appreciate you being on the show and I'm always nice to the, the people that we have on the show. But truly, you are a star boy for the Free Jacks. Like every time you have the ball, man, something magical is going to happen. So it always needed to be your it almost seemed like it should have been you to begin with to, to get that game winning try. And it makes me think of last season or excuse me, two seasons ago at this point when you scored the game winning try against New York at New York when we had so many fans there and it just it was unreal and this was just times 10 you know what I mean so like it, it makes so much sense that it was you to score the game winning try in the final and I'm just so elated for you and you know I, I think you're a type of guy that like we're lucky to have you in the Free Jacks I think you're going to do great great things in rugby but I'm so so happy that you chose the Free Jacks initially and so glad that you're continuing with us and we'll get to that in a few moments because that, that's the, one of the things that I definitely want to talk about in a moment but yeah man I just think you're fantastic, dude. And you're super, super nice to us as well. Like, you're a, a true friend of the show. You're always chatting us up and stuff like that. So, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, Phil. That means the world, man. I mean, I'm just as grateful as you guys are for me. Uh, you guys are incredible and in what you guys do for the Free Jacks as an organization. And also, just like regarding the injury, you guys have been incredible. Seriously, the output of love and support has been ridiculous. And I'm just as blessed to be playing for the Free Jacks. I'm glad they chose me, man. It's honestly just been so real and such a blessing. I absolutely love it. Yeah, man. Oh, shucks. You know, like, let's, let's talk about some other stuff here because I'm going to get a little teary-eyed. <laughs> yeah, uh, getting emotional here. <laughs> <laughs> what was going through your mind at the final whistle? Obviously, you scored the game-winning try, but it wasn't over at that point. Um, final whistle blows. What goes through your mind there in Chicago? We won. We were world champs, baby. <laughs> I mean, I was just battered, man. I couldn't yeah. breathe. I had a stinging shoulder. So it's not all love. Everyone just wanted to hug me. And I was just out here giving like half hugs. But um, no, honestly, it was just so evident for all the work we put in. And it's just honestly a monkey off the shoulder to win it. It's just such a, such a relief. And mm -hmm. uh, but, breath of happiness just pure joy just knowing like all these boys sacrifice so much to be yeah. here yeah. from all over the world and we all bought in and fought the whole season not yeah. just for oneself but for each other so it's just mm -hmm. honestly just pure joy man it was awesome that's fantastic yeah i mean when we got on the field man like you know it was just it was so surreal it felt like a dream to a certain extent mm -hmm. because like i knew that we were we could definitely win this game but we were certainly underdogs and i felt like man san diego was so good and they were playing so well throughout the whole year so for us to win it just felt numb at first but then like when we were on the pitch celebrating with everybody i just wanted to make a point to like everybody that i saw that recognized me i just wanted to give them a hug and say can you believe this we're world champs all of that sort of stuff the cliche stuff and stuff like that so yeah i mean that is one of those things that 
I will always, always remember. And a, a ton of Free Jacks fans, the lucky ones that got the chance to be there in Chicago and the ones that were watching at home, they'll never forget that moment, that first championship. But now that it's all over, it's like, man, I want to go do it again. Like, let's hope that we have a, a great team, as I'm sure that we will. Let's go win it again and hoist the shield two times in a row. That, that would be so sick. That, that's historic stuff. For sure. Yeah, back to back, baby. We all want yeah. it. Uh, yeah. To me, it was also a dream. Hey, seriously, I I think because I flew out the next day or two days later to join Namibia, um, mm -hmm. seeing all the boys celebrate with the bus parade or the NFL yeah. walkouts or Patriots uh, going to Gillette Stadium and all of mm -hmm. that, I was honestly very, very jealous. But um, mm -hmm. to me, it also still hasn't sunk in. And I honestly think when I reunite with some of the boys, it'll only be like, Right. Yo, <laughs> or maybe when we get some bling or something, I'll right. <laughs> that ha definitely has to happen. I'm sure that that's in the works for sure. If not, if it's not already, you know, they've got it somewhere tucked away at the headquarters there at the Mint. Uh, the the championship rings. I imagine the first home game is when those will be presented, if they are, and I'm sure they will be. But um, let's talk about what was the biggest difference in the squad that lost to New York in that heartbreaking fashion there in the Eastern Conference Championship the year prior to winning and hoisting the shield this past season. What was the biggest difference in, in the two teams, do you think? Um, experience, I'd say. Top one, I think a lot of the boys have already played playoff rugby and knew what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Um, and secondly, I think our S&T department had an absolutely huge role to play to keep yep. us really fit and yep. prepared for, throughout the rest of the season. They respected us as players so much and honestly just genuinely cared for what we wanted. Uh, so I think those two points were absolutely major points to contributing to the win. 100%. You know, t you know the, the locker room culture, it felt like, you know, we were a little concerned at the beginning of the season because so many guys, you know, didn't get retained, whether they got opportunities elsewhere or got traded or whatever took place. We were a little worried that the, the culture of the locker room wouldn't carry over, but it certainly did in a big way. Like the Canadian boys that came over were just oh, a plus master. for sure. You know, with, with keeping the culture going like that's so, so important, like winning, Obviously, you have to have the, the you know the best players possible to make sure that you have a good chance of winning. But if you guys love each other in the locker room and you'll do anything for each other, that just goes on. Like it's the extra one or two percent that's necessary for success. That really felt evident um, in in the locker room. And when I saw you guys, like you guys really really cared for each other. It wasn't just a professional setting where we're getting paid, so we're just here to you know play rugby and just go home back to our home nations or wherever the hell we came from at the end of the year. Like it felt like there was a common goal, and you guys really appreciated each other and were willing to make the sacrifices to get over the line uh, and finish on top. Yeah. I think um, a major part was also that there was so much competition. I yeah. mean, all the replacements were like for like. It's sort of like the Springboks yeah. squad at the moment at the World Cup now. I mean, right. Wayne van der Bank can step into my position yeah. and he could start every other week. Like That's he right. could be in the team of the week for that mm -hmm. week. And same with so many other players. Um, so that was also awesome. I think the trust in one another, like knowing, cool, someone else can step up. We can raise bodies and have full faith. I mean, look what we did against Seattle the second last week. 
game. It was like absolutely awesome, man. Yeah, I was at that game, made that trip out there, and that was one of the best moments I've ever had in an MLR experience, in a Free Jack experience, going across the country. And those guys, you know, they've experienced success. Those fans, they're pretty much numb to it at this point because their team has been so, so good. And for us to come in there with maybe not our best, you know, roster um, available and still beat them, it felt like, oh, man, this team is really, really serious. Like, we've had a good record up to that point, and we're heading into the playoffs. We could definitely take our foot off the gas and maybe not win this game, but maybe have a good showing. But to go in there and win and pretty – I mean, it, it was pretty convincing there towards the end that the Free Jacks were the better squad. That just filled me with confidence, and I'm sure it helped the team a lot in terms of their confidence heading into the playoffs. Like, we could really do some damage here in the in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And in terms of the the depth, like you were talking about, that is so crucial. I was a little concerned about that, just being a skeptic of like, if everybody's really good, like there could be some problems with chemistry and stuff like that. But you guys put all of that aside. We're just like, focus on the common goal, as I was saying earlier. Let's move on. Um, have you heard from TK, uh, Scott, Matthew, or Mags? If so, what did they say to you? Yeah, of course. Uh, Scott obviously reached out after the injury. Um, TK as well. I mean, the Free Jacks and, as I said, you guys as well have been absolutely incredible throughout this injury. Um, yeah. Really made me feel loved and wanted, which is awesome. Um, but, yeah, we've spoken. I've spoken to TK about uh, um, seeing out my rehab and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. there's a good chance that I might be returning to America soon, which is awesome. Um, and, yeah, we've just been speaking about the great season. We got our season review the other day, which was awesome. And, yeah, just been speaking about general, about how life's going and potential for next year and stuff like that. That's awesome. And so the season review is just like a, a recap of what took place and, like, your personal performances and stuff like that with yeah. Scott? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, what do you most miss most about New England? The rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, the culture, man, and also about New England itself. I honestly love the people, seriously. I love the sports culture. Um, I, I love Boston, man. Boston is an awesome city. You just yep. feel feel happy and alive there, you know? The people just yes. genuinely care. There's so much variety in different places to go to so yeah i mean boston summer i didn't do too much this year which i which i'm sad about but i'm quite excited to to see america in the fall if if that be so and i know boston's absolutely gorgeous so yeah very oh, yes. excited. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, just a, a little bit uh, like an hour ride north and you've got like heaven on earth in, in the fall. Like when the leaves change over, man, or it's going to be like a couple weeks from now. Like it is you just like I cannot believe this seems like a perfect picture everywhere that I look. So, you know, I'm not from this area, but I I was blessed to, you know, decide to move up here and have, have no plans of leaving. There's just something really, really special about New England. You know, the people are fantastic. It's beautiful here. So I'm glad that you have that kind of same experience, that you appreciate this area very much and, and are excited to get back up here for sure. You know, I'm going to harp back a little bit about what we talked about a moment ago where I got a little teary-eyed. I've always said that you're a special player and the Jacks uh, and the Rangers should enjoy you while you're still with us with New England because you're destined for bigger and better things in rugby. With that being said, can we expect you back in the red, white, and blue in 2024? We're kind of dancing around the issue. I just wanted to ask you straight out. Yeah, I mean, nothing's set in stone, but I think there's a real good possibility. Um, 
regarding how my injury goes and all of that. But mm -hmm. as I said, I've been speaking to TK them and, yep. you know, there's been so many silver linings because of this injury. Uh, I mean, I had a few tough decisions probably to make post World Cup and those decisions have already been made for me now. So right. that in itself, I can just put focus, put my head down and focus. I mean, rugby is a very vulnerable and very, uh, it can change at any moment, um, seriously, yeah. at any given moment, like within a day or a week. So yeah. it's it's nice to sort of know what lies ahead for the next year. Um, mm -hmm. Well, potentially lies ahead, but there's yes. a good chance. There's a real good chance. Well, that's encouraging to hear. Obviously, you know, we, we want to have you back selfishly, but, you know, there's there's there are greater opportunities. You know, I'm sure all of our fans understand that around the world other than just playing for the New England Free Jacks. So if you come yeah. back, that's great. If you if you don't, we'll be rooting you on, as we always do, the you know, the former Free Jacks. Once a Free Jack, always a Free Jack, as we like to say around here. So we're wishing you the best of luck. I wanted to open up the floor here to let you speak directly to the Rangers, the hardcore Free Jacks fans, the loyal listeners to this show. What message? do you have for them specifically as we close out the uh, the interview well just seriously thank you for everything i know all the effort you guys put in all the work you guys put in um you guys are absolutely advocates for the community and new england rugby and the growth thereof and i mean you guys bring the vibe every single saturday you guys put so much work in to have our crowd probably be the best crowd in the league so yeah just appreciate you gents and looking forward to what's to come as well Listen, LaRue, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much. You know, we've been thinking about you for sure, you know, sending good vibes across the ocean to you there in uh, France and now in South Africa, just hoping for the best and hoping for a very, very great recovery and get you back to 100%. Uh, and if you do make your way over here at some point uh, soon again, make sure you come up to New Hampshire. It's beautiful up here. And uh, yeah, and hopefully we'll see you back in red, white, and blue. But if not, you know what, man? You, you made a hell of a great run, and you're a legend if you don't continue with the Free Jacks. But, uh, yeah, you're, you're a great person. We appreciate you very much. Thank you, LaRue. We got one word to exit the video, and you know what it is in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah.